Mrs. Pigglewiggle by Betty McDonald. Pictures by Hilary Knight. Published by Scholastic and read with their permission. Chapter 6. The Never Want to Go to Better's Cure. Each evening as the clock struck eight, Mrs. Gray called Bobby and Larry and Susan. She said, come children, eight o'clock and time for bed. She tried to make her voice sound cheerful, but actually she felt like groaning because she knew what was coming. First, Susan. Oh, we don't want to go to bed now. Please let us stay up a little while longer. Please, mother, please. Then Bobby. We are the only ones in our whole neighborhood who have to go to bed at eight o'clock. Then Larry. Mother, nobody, not anybody at all goes to bed at eight o'clock at night. Then Susan again. But mother, we have only just started this game. Then Bobby, please let us finish the game, please. Then Larry, just one more turn, mother. It's my turn, mother, and I haven't won a game this evening, please. Mrs. Gray said, now Bobby, Larry, and Susan, you know that if you want to grow up into fine young men and women, you must have plenty of sleep. I'm sure they teach you that in school. We don't want to grow up. We just want to finish this game, Bobby wailed. And so, night after night, poor Mrs. Gray argued and pled and begged her children to go to bed. And by the time they had finished whining and complaining, it was usually almost nine o'clock. Mrs. Gray was desperate. Finally, one day, she called her friend Mrs. Grassfeather. She said, Hello, Mrs. Grassfeather. This is Mrs. Gray. I would like to find out what time Catherine and Wilfred go to bed. Mrs. Grassfeather said, Why, at eight o'clock, Mrs. Gray, unless their Uncle Jasper comes for dinner. And then I usually let them stay up until 9.30 to hear what Uncle Jasper tells about his experiences in the war. That, of course, is strictly Mr. Grassfeather's idea. He not only allows the children to stay up until 9.30, but he pays them as well for listening to Uncle Jasper while he goes to bed. Mrs. Gray says, Did the children like to go to bed at 8 o'clock? Mrs. Grassfeather said, Oh, they are very good about it because they know that if they whine and complain, I will not let them stay up the next time Uncle Jasper comes over, which is about four nights a week. As the Grays had no Uncle Jasper, Mrs. Gray realized that Mrs. Grassfeather could be of no help, so she said goodbye and hung up her phone. Then she called Mrs. Gardenfield. Hello, Mrs. Gardenfield. This is Mrs. Gray, and I called to see what time Worthington and Guinevere go to bed at night. Mrs. Gardenfield said, Oh, they go to bed any time after Daddy comes home. You see, Mrs. Gray, Mr. Gardenfield gets home at 4.30. We have dinner at 5.30, and the children, Mr. Gardenfield and I, all go to bed at 6.30. 6.30, said Mrs. Gray, amazed. My goodness, that is early. Mrs. Gardenfield said, it is not early if you get up at 4.30. Mrs. Gray said, but who wants to get up at 4.30? We do, said Mrs. Gardenfield, and hung up the phone in a huff. So Mrs. Gray thought and thought, and suddenly she remembered that only yesterday Dick Thompson's mother had been telling her about a wonderful little woman named Mrs. Pigglewiggle. And so, even though she had never seen Mrs. Pigglewiggle, she decided to call her on the telephone and ask her to help with her never-want-to-go-to-betters. She said to Mrs. Pigglewiggle, I'm Mrs. Gray, the mother of Bobby, Larry, and Susan. Mrs. Picklewiggle said, Oh, yes, of course. How are the children? I have not seen them since they returned from camp. Mrs. Gray said, Mrs. Picklewiggle, Bobby and Larry and Susan are very well and very cooperative until about 8 o'clock at night, and then they turn into whiny, complaining little non-cooperators. Mrs. Picklewiggle said, 
Oh, yes, I see. They are never one to go to bedders, are they? Mrs. Gray said, How did you know? Mrs. Pigglewiggle laughed and said, Oh, that is one of the commonest of the children's ailments. The moment you said they were good until eight o'clock, I knew what the problem was. Mrs. Gray said, Do you know anything to do for them? How to cure this hateful disease? Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Oh, that's very simple. Beginning tonight, don't tell them to go to bed. Let them stay up as late as they want. You and Mr. Gray go on to bed anytime you're tired, but leave the children downstairs. Mrs. Gray said, but their health, they'll ruin their health. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, oh, I do not believe that a day or so without sleep will harm them and will certainly cure them. It really is worth a try, Mrs. Gray, but if you have any trouble and the cure doesn't seem to work, call me. Mrs. Gray said, oh, thank you so much, Mrs. Pigglewiggle. I will let you know tomorrow how we are getting along. That night at eight o'clock, the clock struck, and Mrs. Gray continued to mend socks and said nothing about bed, and Mr. Gray changed the radio, and Bobby and Larry and Susan played Parcheesi. At nine o'clock, the clock struck again, and Mrs. Gray put down the socks and took up a magazine. Mr. Gray changed the radio, and Bobby and Larry and Susan continued to play Parcheesi. When ten o'clock struck, Mr. Gray, Mrs. Gray yawned and put down her magazine. Mr. Gray snapped off the radio, and Larry and Susan began another game of Parcheesi. At 10.30, Mr. and Mrs. Gray went upstairs to bed and left the children playing Parcheesi. At 12 o'clock, Mrs. Gray awoke and at first, thought there, at first thought there were burglars in the house. Then she remembered the never-want-to-go-to-bedders, so she tiptoed downstairs, and there were Bobby and Larry and Susan still playing Parcheesi on the living room rug. The next morning, the children slept until 11.30. About 9 o'clock, Dick Thompson's mother stopped by to take them to the beach, but Mrs. Gray told her, told her they were still asleep. When the children finally got up, they were cross and quarrelsome. When their mother told them about Mrs. Thompson inviting them to the beach, they said, Why didn't she wait for us? Why didn't you wake us up? I think Mrs. Thompson's mean not to wait. Mrs. Gray said, I see no reason why Mrs. Thompson and Dick should have their day spoiled waiting for the three little members of an all-night Parcheesi club to get up. Now come eat your breakfast and stop complaining. That night after dinner, Mr. and Mrs. Gray went to a movie and left Larry and Bobby and Susan playing tiddlywinks. When the Grays came home around 12.30, the children were still up playing tiddlywinks and quarreling about whose turn it was. The next morning, they had a nine o'clock dentist appointment, so Mrs. Gray got them up at eight. Susan was so sleepy she could not eat, and Larry yawned so much he choked on his egg and had to be turned upside down and shaken. Bobby just sat and rubbed his eyes. Bobby went to sleep in the car on the way to the dentist. Susan went to sleep in the dentist's waiting room, and Larry slept all the way home. That night, after their parents had gone to bed, Larry said, why do we have to stay in the house all the time? Let's go outside and play. So they went outside and put on their roller skates and began skating up and down on the dark streets. Mrs. Milgram, who lived on the corner, came out of the front porch in her bedroom and bathrobe and yelled, For heaven's sake, don't you children know it's almost midnight? What on earth are you doing up at this hour? Larry said, We don't have to go to bed anymore. We stay up late every night. Mrs. Milgram said, Well, stay up someplace else and be quiet. She went into the house and slammed the door. So the children took off their skates and tiptoed back to the house. They got out the Parcheesi board, but Susan said it was her turn. And Larry said, I happen to beg your pardon, but it's my turn. Susan said, 
You had the pink ones yesterday, and Bobby had them the day before, and it's my turn tonight. And she began to cry. Larry threw the pieces at her, and one of them went into the fireplace, and they had to strain the ashes through their fingers until they found it. When they finally were ready to play, Bobby was asleep with his head on the board, so Susan and Larry played, jumping their men across Bobby's head, until Susan, too, fell asleep right in the middle of her turn. Larry woke Susan and Bobby, and they all went to bed, just as the clock struck one. The next day, there was a matinee at the neighborhood movie theater, and Mrs. Gray said they could go. It was a wonderful movie, with Indians and cowboys and pioneers, and the children were very excited. But no sooner had they found their seats and settled back in the nice dark theater when first Susan, then Bobby, and finally Larry fell asleep. They slept peacefully through the picture, a Mickey Mouse cartoon and a newsreel. When the show was over, all the other children went home to dinner, but Larry and Susan and Bobby slept on. Susan was the first to wake. She sat up and rubbed her eyes. Where was she? Why was it so dark? And oh, how stiff and cramped she was. She poked Larry and Bobby until they too woke. They were frightened when they realized they were still in the movie theater, now dark and empty, except for two rats nibbling popcorn. Susan began to cry. Everyone's gone and left us and we'll have to stay here until we die, she bawled. Larry said, oh, Susan, don't be silly. All we have to do is walk out the door. Come on, everybody. They groped their way up the aisle, but it was locked. They tied, tried all the doors, but they were all locked. Susan began to cry again. I'm hungry and I want to go home, she wailed. Bobby said, I'll bet there's a back way. Larry, let's go look. They felt their way back down the aisle again and climbed up on the stage. Then suddenly they heard the front door open. A flashlight's bold eye blinked in the darkness and a voice said, Hey, what's going on here? What are you kids doing? It was Mr. Murphy, the janitor, and the children were so glad to see him that they ran and clung to his legs and talked all at once. Oh, Mr. Murphy, we were locked in. We must have fallen asleep during the movie. What time is it? Will you let us out? Mr. Murphy laughed, let them out the front door, and drove them home. Mother and Daddy were in the living room, playing bridge with the Andersons, and seemed not at all surprised to see the children. Mrs. Gray said, There's bread and milk on the kitchen table. Please put everything away when you finish and went on with their game. The children ambled out to the kitchen, but they were too tired to eat, so they went upstairs and flung themselves across their beds. After they had rested for a while, Larry suggested that they play burglar. They turned off all the upstairs lights and crept around behind doors and under beds and had a fine, scary time until Larry pushed Bobby down the clothes chute and Bobby stuck and Susan screamed and Daddy came upstairs and yanked Bobby out, spanked them all and sent them to their rooms. Susan and Bobby got right into bed and went to sleep, but Larry stayed awake until the guests had gone home and their mother and daddy had gone to bed. Then he pinched Bobby awake and they both snuck into Susan's room and pulled off her covers. Larry said, let's go downstairs and see if there are any sandwiches or cookies left. Susan was very sleepy, but she said, oh, all right. They ate about 10 little sandwiches, a small dish of salted nuts, two little dishes of candy, some olives and pickles, and some chocolate marshmallow cake. They felt very lively after that, so they sat down at the bridge table and began playing slapjack. When they finished the last game, the birds were singing, and they heard the thump of the morning paper on the porch. They scurried up to bed quickly. The next day was Patsy's birthday. It was a wonderful party with a fish pond and a magician, a magician who did tricks and games and balloons and prizes for every child. But Larry and Bobby and Susan did not enjoy it at all. Susan had such big black circles under her eyes that Patsy's mother thought she was sick and wouldn't let her have any treats. 
Bobby was so sleepy, he fell asleep just as the magician pulled a rabbit from under his chair, and the magician thought Bobby was so rude, he gave the rabbit to Hubert Prentice. Larry fell asleep right at the table. He laid his cheek in his ice cream, closed his eyes, and dreamed he was in the North Pole. Patsy's mother called all the others to look at him, and he awoke very embarrassed. That night, when eight o'clock came, Mr. and Mrs. Gray were working on the budget and not saying much, and Susan and Larry and Bobby were sitting on the couch, pinching each other to keep awake. At last, the clock struck. Bong, 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 bong. The children jumped up and rushed over to their mother and father. They said, it is eight o'clock and time for bed. Please let us go to bed. Please don't make us stay up anymore. Please. Mrs. Gray said, why, I thought you enjoyed staying up late. I thought all the children in the neighborhood stayed up late. The children said, nobody has to stay up late but us. We just hate it. May we go to bed, please? Mrs. Gray said, very well, children. From now on, if you are good, I will let you go to bed at eight o'clock every night. I hope you enjoyed chapter six. Next up, we'll have chapter seven, the slow eater, tiny bite taker cure.